Welcome to another Investor Ready live show. I'll be speaking today with uh, Steven Senior and uh, Ralph Wood from uh, CyberStroller. CyberStroller is the most exciting stroller on the planet I have personally seen. And uh, today's uh, session for the first 30 minutes, it's pre-recorded, but uh, Steve and Ralph are here with us uh, in the live chat. And after uh, the first 30 minutes, we're going to take a live Q&A where Ralph and Steve will uh, answer your questions. Uh, but before I introduce you to Steve and Ralph, I'd like to play a short video to give you a bit of a context of what CyberStroller is and why it's so amazing. So there you go. CyberStroller is high-tech, all-terrain, and unapologetically modern. Welcome to the most advanced stroller on the planet. As innovative as it is desirable, CyberStroller fits seamlessly into the lives of tech-savvy, safety-conscious parents. Most traditional strollers are designed and tested for single-terrain use and cannot adapt to different terrains. CyberStroller has not only been designed to be safe on multiple terrains, but it has also been designed to be safe at speed. A recent injury caused by stroller survey stated that an alarming 76% of accidents are attributed to falls and tip-overs, alarmingly, 1,002 injuries occurred while the occupant was seated. CyberStroller is the world's first multi-terrain stroller. Select a terrain mode on the controller, and the Cyberwheels sensors instantly change the pressure to provide optimum performance and safety on any terrain. Thanks to the Cyberwheel, no journey or adventure is off-limits. Air pollution is the number one global threat to human health. Harmful pollution is concentrated around 60 centimeters from ground level. At CyberStroller, we aim to solve this by providing immediate protection to the most vulnerable. Sensors in the canopy continuously monitor the surrounding atmosphere. When poor air quality is detected, the system automatically starts the air filtration fan, reducing air pollution around the baby by around 80%. The Cybercam keeps an eye on your little passenger. When you strap your child into a stroller, you assume they are safe, but an alarming new study out of Nationwide Children's Hospital finds two children suffer a stroller or baby carry-related injury every hour, with a majority of injuries happening out of the line of sight. Cybercam ensures your baby is never left unattended, allowing you always to monitor your baby's every move from the cyber controller or smartphone. Existing three-wheel strollers become less stable when making sharp turns, their caster front wheel offsets and change the stroller's footprint, making it susceptible to tipping. CyberStroller's revolutionary, selective three-wheel steering is the ultimate for maneuverability and safety. Our stroller's footprint remains the same no matter how sharp the turn and suffers no stability loss. The Cyberwheel material has been developed in conjunction with Manchester University, Graphene is a technologically advanced supermaterial, stronger than steel yet highly flexible, making it virtually impervious to punctures. With our Tesla-like website configurator, parents can choose from the base model or fully loaded options. Premium software add-ons are available for each model, and a powerful headlight to light the way. For more information on the next generation of strollers, visit cyberstroller.co.uk. Steve, Ralph, welcome to Investor Ready Live Show. Great to have you here. 
I'll kick off the session by asking you a question. Question to Stay. Stay, can you uh, tell me what gave you the idea for the most exciting stroller on this planet? Hi, Arte. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you okay. Yeah. Firstly, thanks for the invite. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. I get to tell mine and Ralph's story. Um, so the idea came about a few years ago while I was rolling my my back out on the gym ball. I, I went to the gym in the morning, came back, had a bit of a bad back, so I rolled my back out. As I was doing that, I was gazing out of the window and I could see um, a, a young parent trying to get a, a stroller over, um, over some steps and over some rough terrain. So I thought, oh, if only you could get like um, a gym ball on the on the front of of a stroller, and, and it, you know, it'd pretty much go anywhere. And then, um, so yeah, that's basically how, how how the sort of journey journey began. Okay, love it, love it. So you you found a problem, and then you began working on a solution, right? And uh, to me, when I look at the product, it, it looks incredibly complex and i know you have like a hardware i know you have a software part of it and there is innovation big data ai can you tell us a little bit more about the journey what it actually took to get where you are on the concept stage i think what with the with the stroller it has to be simple although it looks very complex you know it isn't because you, you've got to bear in mind parents will be throwing the the stroller into the back of the car with one hand and stuff like that. So it has to be robust. So from that initial idea, I then developed the, the technology to put inside the gym ball, the pumps, the valves. Um, so I could press a button remotely and it would it, it would inflate and then I could press another button and it would deflate. So I, I knew I had the bare bones of something because not only I had to do it quickly, because you couldn't be waiting there for 30 seconds, 40 seconds for it to inflate before you could use it. And it had to be done in, in sub 10 seconds. And it also had to be done, you know, virtually, it's silently. So um, I got the ball to a position where I, I was happy with. And then I then built the side working on the chassis, the, the, the three wheel system that you've seen. Um, I got it to a point where I was, I was quite happy with it. I then in, engaged with, um, with Richard from Apple Yard Leeds. Uh, for the pattern, which we, we now have a pattern on any load-carrying device, um, which was really good. I, I then realised I didn't really know anything or anyone in, in that sector. So I then I thought, well, go to Germany. I, I know Kinderjungen, which is a show in Germany, which is the biggest stroller uh, show on the planet, manufacturers and distributors from all over the world. I thought, I'll buy a, a cheap, you know, a, a very cheap standard 3v3. So I thought, well, I'll go and learn about the sector, see what the drivers were, you know, see if it was something, you know, that did like that innovation. So we went over there with a, a very rough prototype. Um, and, you know, we had kiddie care at one end, probably spent 200 grand on theirs, and then we had mother care at the other, and then in the middle, you know, we got a small stand, but, Despite that, you know, we got lots of positive feedback and we learned quite a lot about the industry, that the industry did lack innovation. Um, there were pockets of innovation, but it did lack that innovation. You know, it's basically the same strollers for the for 20 years. I mean, when we were putting our, 
our, our hoarding up, uh, our boards up, and you know, sheepishly put the biggest innovation under 150 years, and you know, we felt like we were getting laughed at. We, we, we probably was, but you know, deep down, we actually meant that, and, and, and we felt confident that if we could develop this, we could bring something new to market. And um, so, after you know, a few days, you know, we met lots of friends. We reached out to lots of different people. We left with about 30, 40 business cards of people that you know said if you if you can you know, continue the journey, we would uh, love to get involved and, and, and distribute your uh, your stroller. And we also left with some investment from uh, from a large American company, which enabled us to you know to carry on that next journey. So from them, I, I refined things and you know got something that started to look good. I reached out with Eagle Labs. We did lots of different. Um, Focus groups with Eagle Labs on the styling of uh, you know of the stroller. We did lots of prototypes over in the host in Manchester, which were brilliant. But I knew I lacked that expertise and and that credibility, you know, to get this to, to the next step. You know, with the best will in the world, googling stuff only takes you so far. And um, fortunately, Ralph made the biggest make of uh, biggest mistake of his life and uh, liked one of my LinkedIn posts. So I then reached out to, to Ralph and he's sort of organised all this chaos for us, really, which, is, which has been brilliant. So I'll, uh, I'll hand you over to Ralph and uh, you mm. there, Ralph. Thanks, well, Steve. I, I love, love the story. Love the story. Uh, Ralph, so, I mean, there's a lot of founders listening to us, investors, entrepreneurs, industry experts, and we... We know that like when, when you build a business, an innovative business, it's so hard to get a senior person on board. And uh, Ralph's been with Dyson for over 20 years. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's, is that the right number, Ralph? Yeah. Yeah, it's an extremely skilled engineer that's now, uh, so you, you are CTO now with Cyberstroller. And can you tell us a bit, Ralph, what attracted you to this business to join it? Sure. Um, as as a new dad, basically, that's that's the reason why I liked these posts was that I was coming fresh from using our new pram, full of disappointment. And when I saw Steve's idea, I was like, this seems to tackle everything that I've just been facing. The, the most fundamental principle of, of being able to go up and down a curve or over some rough terrain yet with a modern pram that we've just bought still finding that difficult I, I was wondering why on earth things haven't changed and as Stephen said they haven't changed for about 20 years fundamentally so I was hooked really I, I spoke to Steve about the the product that he's he's thought of and some of the challenges he had to, to really take it on a step and realise that, that that would um, really use my skills perfectly to, to complement where he got to and sort of hand over the baton effectively to, to take it on to the next stage. So, um, yeah, I've been organising Steve's Chaos um, for the last nine months or so and the design is really moved on even further now to a um well we're just about to make our next stage of prototypes to um start much larger scale uh, testing and, and validation 
um, just to make sure that the product does work reliably and, and um, do everything that we, that we said it um, it's going to do. Um, and yeah, I, we're, we're, we're nearly there, basically. It's, um, it's a really exciting time and integrating the technology into this um, amazing solution with steering and something that's capable of going over rough terrain and that connects with the internet of things as well what an amazing platform that has got so much future ahead of it as well in terms of scaling up adding new functions and features um and really starting to um use and aggregate data which again this is a bit of a first really in terms of the stroller world there's the research that we've done really um that we, we've discovered that there's so much um, desire to understand more about our children at such a young and delicate age yet there's very very little data available on on certain elements um you know about their their health and physicality as they're growing and we've got a platform here potentially that that can aggregate so much data on a day-to-day basis that is lends itself per- perfectly to some artificial intelligence analysis to really you know try and make make sense of our little beings and through our connectivity through our app and um, through some of the displays on the on the product we can really start to feed some of that useful information back let alone that then there's the, the big data side of anonymized of course data that the with a large data set, the um, conversations we've had already with with AI experts are really excited as to what other potential that big data holds and the the features and the the information about trends and what have you and where does your child sit in in that population um, will be incredibly powerful. Oh, I think you, I couldn't hear that. Thank actually. you. Yeah, I'm back now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ralph, for sharing that. It's, uh, there's a lot to unpack. So uh, we have uh, two pieces, which is like a beautiful design ready to manufacture. And then with uh, an incredible amount of innovation, and then we have a big data and uh, how then you translate that data into useful information for uh, your customer base, clients, partners. So I have a, two questions for you. Uh, one, it's around manufacturing. So uh, can you maybe tell us, so what we know from hardware businesses, when you begin your journey on designing and where you start and where you end, there could be like a very different, very different place. So can you tell us like, where were you like when you started designing the stroller and where you are right now as you're pretty much at the stage when you're ready to start tooling and manufacturing from from concept to, to tooling is no different at all whether you're developing a vacuum cleaner um washing machine or a stroller so this the the, the process we're going through is is no stranger to me and and like i said that that's hopefully the the benefit that i'm bringing to the team in in that we're not reinventing the wheel in terms of how we're developing the, the product. So um, 
and really it's quite an intuitive process to be fair um steve's initial work um is has proved the concept perfectly um and has has done sufficient development to really give us confidence that this is actually a viable product um coupled with some of the other support we've got on the team to really round up the business case and make sure that we've got um well-informed figures into the whole commercial proposition as well how we bring this to market manufacturing costs and covering our development costs and making sure that we've got a sustainable um r d model moving forwards because we we our intention is not just to sell this product out to to another brand or, or um just be a one-hit wonder as as it were we need to make sure we're, we've got a sustainable um business model moving forwards and really plow the margin that we generate from from the sales of this product into a, a long-term r d plan um and that that's really my goal is to make sure that that this whole proposition through that development process is um gives us that ultimately um and yeah we we believe we've done that um so it, it's 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 all there to play for we're we're just in the final throes now like you say of some final validation and um uh, prior to prior to press, pressing go on tooling um those of you that are familiar with product development know that this is where the the money really starts to ramp up um in terms of the the commercial activity that we really need to to crack on with together with again further rounds of validation to make sure that the the manufacturing design is is robust and everything works as it should but again that that doesn't bother me it's 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 almost turning the handle it's just making sure that that we now um have the the support behind us to to take it to market and and deliver on the promise basically and and let our users our hopefully our new users really experience the value that this this product can bring thanks Martin. yeah so this is the cyber wheel and this is where all the the, the components are housed basically and the pump and the and the, and the valves um, and it, it sounds the beauty of the cyber wheel it changes pressure for so if you wanted to go down steps you would select step a couple of slides and it will deflate the ball automatically to 50 percent. so it enables you to go up and down steps over rough terrain it will inflate the ball if you select off-road it'll inflate the ball to 70 percent and city mode into uh, inflate the ball to its maximum psi um the steer easily now the stroller's got the world's first three-wheel steer um it's the world's first three-wheel steer stroller and it's also selective so if you was to select city mode on the user interface it would automatically inflate the ball to its max psi and it would automatically engage the back wheels so effectively three wheel steer if you was to select running mode it would recognize that you're running well if you didn't select running mode it would automatically recognize that you were running and it would disengage the back wheels so it's a lot more stable at speed um, off-road mode you would select off-road on the user interface um, the ball would uh, deflate 70% and it would engage the back wheels as well. All this is controlled from the, the cyber controller, which is on, on the handlebars. 
Um, you can see there the different pressures, one wheel sail, three wheel steer. Along with, um, you know, we've basically built a hardware software platform that we can build on. You know, along as the ride comfort, we can we're also tracking um, pollutants in the air where it gets to a certain level. It's constantly monitoring the air every 10 minutes and it will engage and disengage the air filtration system. Now, the camera, the camera is actually really important on that because most injuries, this stroller is, is born out of safety as well. And it's built from the ground up for safety. You know, it's just not a stroller that we just stuck tech on for the sake of doing, you know, tech. Um, the cyber cam is on there because most injuries are caused out of the line of sight. So you can constantly monitor your baby, even when your baby's facing the other way and you're pushing, even though you're only a few feet away, you know, just to have that reassurance that, you know, your baby's not slipped down in the harness or maybe your baby falls asleep. You, you go for a coffee, you can pack your baby up in just in the corner and you've got peace of mind that you could, you know, check that your baby's comfortable uh, by your smartphone. And Along with this, so we you know built a, a software hardware platform where we can add apps. You know, we've got so many things that we can add to this, you know, sports, we've got the sports tracker so you can track your calories, you know, navigation. There's lots and lots of things that we can go down along with the AI, which Ralph's mentioned. Um so yeah, you know, we, we really feel like we've covered a, a lot of bases and we've got a lot of avenues to explore going forward. So Excellent. Thank you. Right. So uh, I have a, obviously I have thousands of questions for you guys, but we have to keep it short. Uh, so uh, I have a, have a one question. So, so the whole ecosystem that you're building around the product, it's very impressive. And uh, I know that you've used in your development virtual reality. So I'd love to hear from you what was the actual application and uh, how, what was, was that actually helpful for you in the development? Basically, we learned the hard way. When we made like small changes, more styling changes than anything, than, than engineering, we would then prototype, 3D print, and, you know, it, 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 and it's not just the cost, it, it's the time that it takes to do that. You know, for us to make these tweaks and, and, and then prototypes and things can take like six or eight weeks, but now we just... We do everything in, in, in VR, so we, we can check the styling out, make sure we're happy, make sure we make all the all the tweaks. You know, and we do this in collaboration with everyone. Not everyone's working remotely. We find it a, a very useful tool, and um, and also we found ourselves if you look at things in CAD and you're just looking at the side, you might spend a lot of time, money, and effort changing something that. In the real world, you, you, you're never going to see because you're a stroller and you're up there. Why are we concentrating, you know, looking at an angle which is like 12 inches off the floor to look at the styling? So we just think it's, you know, a, a, a lot more efficient and, and, and productive for us. And, and it, it saved us a lot of time and a lot of, pro, you know, a lot of prototypes we have. So that's the way we, we, we do things now. And, and when we're confident about that, we then press the button and, and then move it on to prototyping. Can I just add to that? Arta and Steve. Um, yeah, I'd just also like to, to say that when I joined the team and Steve mentioned that they were using VR, how pleasantly surprised I was because, um, believe it or not, when I was designing 
things at Dyson, we we didn't really use VR in our design process. And so some of that is due to the size of the product and, and the speed with which we could prototype things actually, you know, we can turn that around really fast. And and also because of the the seemingly um uh, deep pockets of, of a large business affords that you know ability to prototype very quickly. But I thought this was a really um, clever use of technology to tackle um, one of the big constraints many startups has um, being money, but also a really appropriate use of it as well for, for a product of this size um, that, that it does take a long time to build. And actually it's quite wasteful to, to build, check it, test, blah, 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 when actually you can do so many more design iterations much faster by using VR. So, yeah, I think any anybody looking at this, you know, as a startup as well, it, it should be, um, should take that on board. It's a really powerful tool. Uh, okay, Ralph, brilliant. Thank you. Uh, I have another quick question uh, for you. Uh, stay, uh, do you intend to do any other products in the market? Um, yeah, I think we do. I mean, our roadmap is because we, we, we've not only got stroller, and don't get me wrong, you, you know, it's our it's key that we get the stroller right. If we don't get the fundamental of the stroller right, and it could have the best tech in the world on it, you know, it won't sell. It has to be, firstly, the ultimate stroller. And then we can put the tech and build on that tech. But our aim is to build like a 360 monitoring. So we've got the monitoring. You can monitor your baby outside, which no other baby tech company does, by the way. You know, they've all concentrated on monitoring the baby in-house. We feel a great opportunity is as we develop things outside to bring these, you know, smart, smart cots, smart cameras and add that 360 monitoring inside the home and, 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 and outside the home. And that is on on our roadmap, you know, along with lots of other exciting things that we can do because of our, our broad patents. Mm. And now that you mentioned patents, Stay, uh, I know that a lot of people in the audience, like uh, they either look into patents, they have a perception they need a patent, or they're like in the process of getting patents. Can you give us like an overview of how this journey looked like for you with patenting components for CyberStroller? Yeah, I think patents have been really important for us because if you haven't if you haven't got any patent or any protection, you just got an idea which is basically you know not worth money. And because of our roadmap, obviously we've got to get investors on this journey, and then it's a great way to add value to your business if you can get a strong early stage patent. And that's what we've done. We've used it to build on, you know, we've got the load carrying device, which has been granted in the UK, uh, Europe. We've applied for America, China. We've also applied for the steering mechanism in the UK, going to do the same with Europe, uh, America, and China. And we've got lots of other smart fi- features that we are, are going to add. And we've got, you know, our patent roadmap, you know, to get that ultimate protection, you know, for the next version of the stroller. Although, you know, we're getting this one over the line. We're also thinking and developing other things in the background, you know, to bring out version two. And along with version two, it becomes, a, you know, a, a, a raft of more patterns, basically. 
Great. And uh, I have another question for you because it, it gets really interesting now uh, around your commercial plans. So I know that you plan to expand globally. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your commercial plan? How are you going to make it happen? Well, we see this as a global product. You know, we, we see America being um, one of our biggest markets, along with our home market. You know, we've already secured a, a letter of intent for you know for China for thirty thousand units, and we've not actually employed anyone to do sales yet. We we we're, we have just we're just about to recruit someone to do sales on, on, a, on you know on, on a on the global front, and um, we were quite lucky because about. Two months ago, three months ago, we had a really high-profile investor come on board, and he's a commercial genius. So it's enabled us to leave us to develop the engineering side, and you know, and, and, and they've been looking after the commercial side and looking at our our launch strategy. So we've been quite fortunate that you know our aim is to launch, you know, next year. And you know we do see we're now reaching out to meet you know get them global global partners you know to 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 deliver on that. Mm, brilliant, brilliant. So uh, well, I know. So from our personal conversations, I know that the person that joined the board, uh, it's 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 a president of a massive organization out there, and uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. How do you attract? this high profile people with amazing experience like uh, Ralph, uh, how do you attract people like a president of like a massive organization, global organization and get them on board? What's the secret state? Um, I just, but, uh, what did you say, Ralph? You broke up there. I, can I just share from my perspective? Um, yeah. maybe that helps um, but I, I think with this product because it's um, it's a step change away from um, the existing products out there it's, it is cliche but it's disruptive and um, that's really attractive to certain types of people it's not for everybody by all means and I, I think um the, the easy money is investing in SaaS products and um, digital. That's really quite low cost, high return, brilliant. But the world still needs hardware integrated with um, software and, and a hybrid of the two worlds. And this really fills a void um, around you know in in a market that that has just stagnated and it's it's one of the last few um markets that actually has been un, unattended if you like by by the the hands of of technology really just reeks of massive opportunity and i, I think from an outsider's perspective it's, it is all about opportunity it's high cost let's not beat about the bush but that that's what it is and but the, the reward is huge too so um yeah that that's really why i'm here and um without vouching for our our, our big commercial investor um i i'm pretty certain that's the other that's the reason why he's here too 
here. So I love your product. I, I love the way you've built and developed this uh, stroller that looks so different to anyone, anything else that's out there. And we all know uh, developing such product costs money. So I have a question for you. How do you fund it? Well, it's a good question. Well, we're fortunate enough, you know, we've attracted some really good investors uh, so far, which, which have jumped on board, uh, you know, and we've also about to launch our Crowdcube campaign, which is very exciting. You know, we've got lots of people reaching out to us and that goes live in, in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, please, you know, feel free to check that out. And, you know, if you do want to come on board, you know, we, we, we would welcome anyone. It's, uh, it's an exciting time for us. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, uh, well, I've been looking at Crowdcube campaigns for quite some time now, and uh, it's unlikely that you can see such an amazing product within the hardware space. And uh, my, my, my impression, just by looking how you run your campaign, I'm quite confident that you're going to secure your funding within the first 24 hours. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, my prediction. And uh, let's uh, come back to it uh, in a while and see if that actually happened. But when the campaign launched, like what's what the date? Um, well, you can actually pre-register on our website now. And I think we go, it, and it's private live now. And I think it goes live to the public in, in about a week, I think, or maybe two weeks, I'm not sure, but you, you, everyone can go on CyberStroller, you know, click invest. And, uh, you know, it's like a, a pre-registration uh, investment. Should be Brilliant. Brilliant. So just as a segue now uh, to Q&A, uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Ralph. It was you. great to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your experience, your journey with uh, our audience, myself. It was uh, yeah, extremely valuable lessons I've learned here from you guys. Uh, and uh, right now, I'd like to invite... Uh, our audience uh, to live Q&A, where uh, Steve and Ralph will answer your questions. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Steve. Thank, Thank you. Thanks a lot.